Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is Optimal Startup Daily, episode 147. How your keyword strategy is failing you and how to fix it by Brad Smith with neilpatel.com. And I'm Dan, your personal narrator here leading you through this audio journey featuring the best blogs on entrepreneurship that we can find. And today's post is actually a guest author from Neil Patel's site. I'm going to tell you more about Brad Smith after the reading. So for now, let's get right to it as we optimize your life. How Your Keyword Strategy is Failing You and How to Fix It by Brad Smith with neilpatel.com. One day very soon, we're all going to stop worrying about keywords, and then we can all rejoice. But until that happens, whenever SEO comes up, the next phrase muttered usually involves keywords and rankings. This unhealthy obsession with keyword plus rankings, that was a search operator joke, has long been misleading. Historically, keywords gave us a fairly reliable way to measure progress in the otherwise abstract and confusing world of SEO not to mention the very real danger of cheap SEO providers. The problem is that today, keyword rankings are basically useless, which means the way we've traditionally optimized and measured for them is basically useless as well. Here's why. Why your 2005 keyword strategy doesn't work in 2015. Rightfully or wrongfully, keyword rankings have been SEO KPI number one for over a decade. And back in the day, this made sense. Search engines were more or less one-dimensional, which made SEO a very straightforward process. Everyone, no matter who you were or where in the world you were searching from, would largely see the same exact search engine result pages, SERPs, when looking for a specific keyword. In this environment, keyword rankings as a metric were very simple, reliable, and, I can't believe I'm going to say this when referencing Google, transparent. On top of that, analytics programs freely passed keyword referral data back to webmasters, meaning you could see exactly which terms people use to arrive at your site. By matching keyword positions or rankings with the referral data you were seeing in analytics, you could easily see the money keywords or which ones were driving success in terms of traffic and conversions. Unfortunately, none of this is true anymore. So good thing you scanned over the last 165-ish words anyway. Something about personalization. Today, everyone's search engine result pages, SERPs, are being personalized based on your past browsing history, physical location, and social media connections, just to name a few. That means the keyword rankings you're seeing, instead of being static and universal like the good old days, are completely personalized to you as an individual. For example, look up a traditionally head or super popular key phrase like pizza, and you now get an advertisement, a local results, huge brands, and a knowledge graph. Modern SERPs pull from a variety of different sources. Here you'll see the huge prevalence and opportunity of local search emphasized, with traditional organic results pushed off a bit. This also means the role of SEO has evolved to include influential satellites like AdWords and Yelp, but that's a topic for another day. 
The concept of keywords having one specific rank and then benchmarking efforts against it is today, at best, worthless and at worst, misleading. But wait, there's more. Dude, where's my keywords? The second part of the keyword ranking equation was using referral data from your analytics to see how and where people are coming from. With this info, then you could at least get an idea of A, how people are looking for you, and B, how to use that information to do a better job of optimizing your site. So even if keyword rankings are losing value, this referral data was extremely helpful in giving you clues to influential topics and key phrases. Now, SEO encompasses much more than just Google search. However, Google search is a virtual monopoly, meaning they can pretty much do whatever they'd like starting with taking away almost all keyword referral data that gets passed to webmasters and site owners. A few years ago, they moved to make all searches secure, except for ad clicks. Now, in your analytics program, where you used to see the specific keywords sending you traffic under organic, you now see a not-provided placeholder that accounts for the majority, about 70 to 90%. That means you can no longer see what keywords are sending you traffic from organic search due to privacy reasons. But you can, however, pay them for it via AdWords. How ironic and convenient. Key phrases are still very important. Trouble is, we now have to infer or assume what key phrases are popular and how best to optimize with huge gaps in verifiable data. And you know what they say about when you assume. One of the easiest ways is to simply alter our strategy a bit and focus on what we can control, our website, instead of what we can't. Keyword rankings. The simple change to update your strategy. If A, keyword rankings are unreliable, and B, keyword referral data is non-existent, then something needs to give. Going forward, it's easier to shift focus away from keywords directly to the performance of your landing and content pages instead, so you can indirectly assess topic performance. Then reverse engineer success based on topic. In other words, a broad set of long tail key phrases instead of only one specific key phrase. It's messy, but practically easier, unless you're interested in getting your PhD in SEO and analytics. For example, one simple way is to take a look at your most popular content in Google Analytics from organic search, then cross-reference this information with some remaining query data in Google's Search Console, formerly Webmaster Tools, and you can kinda get an idea of the long-tail key phrases sending this page traffic, along with some position-related info, but let's not overemphasize this now, shall we? You can also use some paid tools, like Moz, to help track a certain number of key phrases against specific landing pages. In a way, this backwards process should actually benefit you by ensuring extra attention to detail when strategizing the information architecture of a site's pages and their respective key phrases in the first place. The Holistic Future of Search Optimization In today's dynamic marketing landscape, SEO isn't SEO. Instead, SEO now takes a multifaceted approach where you're involving different disciplines, content, email, advertising, and social, building a brand, for example, investing in intangibles, not just conversions, and competing on multiple fronts, like paid search positions, review and aggregation sites like Yelp, TripAdvisor, beefing up your local listings, and more, all at the same time. Needless to say, this requires a lot of time, manpower, or woman power, can't accuse me of discrimination, and sufficient investment. The days of competing solely on and over-prioritizing SEO are numbered, 
But that's not to say it's any less important. In fact, search is only becoming more important and more influential in the buying process of customers. Finding what you're specifically looking for will always be priority number one online, and that means search will be omnipresent and omnipotent because it's so valuable and profitable. The trick will be to remain holistic and nimble as trends and platforms evolve. You just listened to the post titled How Your Keyword Strategy is Failing You and How to Fix It by Brad Smith with neilpatel.com. When it comes to hiring, don't go searching for the one. Just meet your match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. 93% of employers agree. Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. And one of the things I really love about Indeed is that it filters out those incompatible applicants. So when you're hiring, the process is much faster and you only have to consider applicants that are already likely to be a great fit. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash startup. So just go to indeed.com slash startup right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash startup. Terms and conditions apply. And thank you to Brad and also Neil for letting us share this post today. Brad Smith is the founder of Codeless, a B2B content creation company. Codeless combines strategy, SEO, writing, design, and video, producing hundreds of long-form articles each month for some of the biggest SaaS, service, and affiliate brands in the most competitive spaces on the internet. And they also build, buy, and grow their own too, which is a good sign. Brad's also a frequent contributor to Kissmetrics, Unbounce, Wordstream, Ad Espresso, Search Engine Journal, Autopilot, and more. So come by getcodeless.com to check out his company and features. They're doing good work over there. All right, I think that's gonna do it for today. Hope your week is going well, and I thank you as always for being a subscriber to the show and sharing it with others if you have a minute. So have a great rest of your day, and I'll see you back here tomorrow where your optimal life awaits.